Good morning. Welcome back to the audio version of Chop for Time. I did do a chop there. I'm Devin, <laughs> and I am joined here with Kelly and Ben and Ethan, and we are going to start with the word of prayer. Ethan, would you open us up, brother? Dear God, we thank you for this time that we can come together and discuss your word, and I thank you again for Kelly's message that he gave us on Sunday as yeah. it was... Um, it gave us a lot to think about and a lot to um, change in our lives and how we can really make, um, well, God the Lord of our life for once. Um, because sometimes we're we're quick to become our own Lord. So um, I pray that we can have good discussion and really um, have good conversation about uh, what it means to make you Lord of our lives. All right. So in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Ethan. So we want to say thank you so much for joining. We're excited today. We get to talk about Jesus as Lord, um, the pinnacle of our lives. And we're just thankful for Kelly coming in and nailing it yesterday, just preaching the word. And so we're asking that you would give us a, give our listeners a recap of what you shared yesterday. Yeah. So uh, we, Ben has been uh, gracious enough with me to allow me to kind of plan a sermon series or sermon study for the next four weeks. And so I'm preaching the first two, and he'll preach the second two of that. And it's uh, biblical markers of a healthy church. Nice. And, uh, you know, this could have been a 20-week series, really. It, I mean, it's, we're going to carry it on. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we're, we're just going <laughs> to have mean, to revisit this thing. I mean, you know, someone asked me at the picnic last night, what, how did you come to these four? You know, and it's like, I mean, I just prayer, and I, I don't know, I just... This is what what came to me really was that how Jesus has to be the Lord of our lives, you know, that the church needs to be filled with men and women that not only say that Jesus is Lord with their mouths, but they live a life that that proclaims that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where my mind was at as I put this together. And and uh, the main passage of scriptures out of Luke 6, 46, uh, where, you know, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And so from there, I just, I, I really thought about how, you know, the church in America is, you know, full of my, I gave kind of my own experience of how I, you know, I got baptized and I said a prayer and, and I didn't like feel this like magical thing happen. And I just kind of kept living my life the way I was living. And so, um, it was essentially a fire insurance card. And, um, so anyway, I wanted to look at like, I wanted to look at like, if Jesus is Lord, you say like, kind of like how Jesus presented it. That's what that was kind of meant to be. Like he said, you say, Lord, Lord, well, then why don't you do what I say? So I was like, well, if Jesus is Lord, then we need to learn to deny self or we need to, uh, you know, not go with the flow of this world. You know, I mean, I had so many scriptures that I wanted to share, you know, but I just, I mean, you just, you can overload a message with that. But I mean, you know, Jesus said, you know, why do you call me Lord, Lord, you know, not do what I say. And, and uh, but anyway, just going with the flow of this world, all these different aspects of that, of what it looks like when Jesus is truly your Lord. And uh, it's easy to say that on Sunday or when you're around your Christian friends, but is he really your Lord in your home? Is he really your Lord at work? Are you, you know, proclaiming Lord, Lord with your mouth and with your life throughout the week? And, uh, I didn't really have much of a, uh, of a mission or like kind of like a, a take home, you know, take this out of here because I felt like the whole message, like Ben kind of said, was it was a lot of application throughout the whole message anyway, you know, that I knew that people would leave feeling kind of, you know, there in that message, I, I was thinking about it, like everyone, I'm sure if they're being honest with themselves, 
there was something that kind of, you know, got you, punch you in the gut. I mean, I punched myself in the gut <laughs> the whole time I was, you know, writing it and, and just putting it together. So anyway, that's kind of the gist of it. If Jesus is Lord, then this is kind of what your life, you know, you need to start looking at these areas of your life um, and, and just kind of measuring that to, is Jesus really Lord or am I Lord? So. Yeah, you had some great points. I think you had uh, five points that you shared, you know, that he's going to get our time. We're going to surrender our life to him. Um, you know, we're not going to go with the flow of the world. Yeah. Uh, what were the other two? I can't quite recall. Um, self-denial. Did self-denial. I say that? And, yes, uh, and a need. You're going to have a need for God yes. every day, not just, you know, we, we something we talk about in this room, and you probably heard on our podcast before, is that, is that we don't need to just be saved initially once. I mean, we do need that one saving, you know, where God breathes life into our dead bodies, but we need to be saved every day. Mm. And I was really thinking about how we need to be saved from ourselves every day. Amen. We're so bent on self. And you had a powerful statement that you said is that we love for Jesus to be our Savior. Yep. But, you know, often we don't like him to be our Lord because— Hey, I still want to be Lord of my own life. I yeah. want to rule on the throne of my life. And that just doesn't work. That's mm-hmm. not what God is calling us to. No. And that, you know, we can't, it's either one or the other. You can't serve two masters. I can't serve myself right. and God at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and you said dying, denying yourself is, is the call of the Lord. So um, one of the things that we uh, just first again, to say thank you for taking and having the courage to share that message. I even saw people posting on Facebook about uh, your message yesterday, so it was wonderful. And we wanted to kind of key in on something that you didn't necessarily say, but we felt that it just ran through everything. As we talked a little bit this morning about what we would discuss on Chop for Time, we came to this word, not often heard today, but it's called consecration. If I can say that. Consecration. Yeah. And we're going to have a tongue. Concentration. Concentration. <laughs> Is that, should we start singing? Concentration. No, it's not concentration. It's consecration. There you go. So we are working on, you know, and what does this mean? We're going to talk about this. So we'll go around. There's a passage from Exodus where yeah. God uses this term. And you have that. Can you read that passage for us? Yeah. Guys? Yeah, it's right here. Seven, eleven, nineteen, seven to eleven is what it says. It it says, so Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, "All that the Lord has spoken, we will do." And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, "Behold, I will come to you in a thick cloud, so that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe you forever." Then Moses told the words of the Lord. Or, or the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And, uh, man, that's that's great. You know, it's get ready, really, is what, you know, right? Make or declare, get ready for the Lord. And uh, And, you know, like Ben was saying, this is like, that that's the thing about if 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 uh, somebody didn't mention it if you know the church being filled with people who proclaim Jesus as Lord right mm-hmm. and and you know that passage out of Luke that's what it's talking about you know it's getting ready for the Lord you know why do you say that I'm Lord Lord but you do not do what I say mm-hmm. you know and it's it's this idea that we are ready for the Lord you know um, we're we're being made new we're being sanctified and uh, that's what the church that's what a healthy church looks like right it's being 
consecrated for the Lord. Powerful, yes, because sometimes you know people just aren't. You know, we'll, hey, we're if I have Jesus only my Savior, just go on living my merry little life and have my fire insurance card like you talked right. about. Hey, I got this card, Lord, let me into the 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 pearly gates. Well, you know, that's something I I wanted to mention too. Is it like I talked about? You know, you can't passively follow God. It's just it's not possible. You know, we don't see that in the Old Testament. You can't do it in the, you can't do it now in the New Church. You know, in the New Testament, it's like you it's an intentional walk with Christ. Hmm. And so I was hoping that would be something also that would really come through in that message is that you can't passively follow God. You can't just say, you know, one time say this thing and then just kind of give where, you know, give God a little bit of your time when you have, you know, when you don't have anything else you want to do going on. Uh, it's It has to be an intentional walk with God. Great. I think that'd be a great recap for next week's yeah. message. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what do you think about that passage right Yeah, there? I think that when you're looking at both the Exodus 19 passage here and what Kelly shared yesterday, you know, the difference between Savior and Lord. Um, you know, if he's just our Savior, and I've seen so many people struggle with this, and we can all struggle with this at times as well, is that we... We give our heart to Jesus. We surrender, like you talked about. You know, I was like, I prayed a prayer. I was baptized. I got my certificate. Started coming to church. But it was almost just kind of like that feeling of, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. And it's like we're we're hurrying up and waiting on heaven, uh, with nothing in between. Right. Uh, and there's no action. There's no doing. It's kind of like the disciples whenever Jesus ascended into heaven. You know, he's like. Yeah, the angel arrived because they was just standing there, kind of looking up. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, he said he was coming back, so we're <laughs> waiting on him." It's like, "No, this is not what waiting in the kingdom of God looks like. Go pray or something, man." You know, um, uh-huh. but I but I see that, and I'm thinking about this. Uh, yeah, even even the more passive sounding commands and and scriptures that we can come across are there's a required action. Mm-hmm to them in scripture and to have jesus as lord requires us to be consistently preparing ourselves Uh, you know paul i think talks about how he has to buffet his body you know it's like there's this constant subjection this tug of war between the flesh and the spirit and he's constantly fighting that fight and that's that's part of our consecration. That's right. part of us getting ourselves ready and preparing ourselves for the Lord. Because, like, even on the ride on my drive in this morning, I mean, there was this battle, and it may sound trivial, but there was this battle that man. I turned the you know my started my Jeep, and this anger came on the radio man it like took me back to the old school 90s i was living in the glory days man and and i was like man i could just jam to some stuff this morning and there's not anything wrong with that but then also this mind came is like you you promised that you were going to take this time early in the morning on your commute to work that you were going to turn on the bible app and just immerse yourself Mm -hmm. in the word of god yeah and there was that moment of battle, and I was mm-hmm. like, but, man, I was like, hey, you know, I want to crank some neon moon by Brooks and Dunn, man. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just, it's moments like that, even as tribu- trivial as that may seem, that, that really have us warring against the mm-hmm. spirit versus the flesh each and every day. I love that you made that practical. You know, it's a practical experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and not, not everybody has to listen to the Bible app on the on the school. But I love that you right. shared a personal experience. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it doesn't mean everybody should go out and listen to the Bible app because that's what God is calling. But whatever God is calling us to do, you know, for the Israelites, it was wash their bodies, you know, cleanse mm-hmm. themselves, stay away from women, you know, whatever. I think that's, a, and, and so that was what they needed to do to consecrate themselves for the presence of the Lord. Anyways, good stuff. Thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. personal. Uh, Ethan, what about you, brother? Yeah, so one thing that um, you said in your message, the don't, like, as the fear of the Lord increases, right, your fear of man should decrease, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that kind of speaks on, like, when other people kind of play a part in, like, keeping you from that consecration, right? Like, when mm-hmm. you're, like, so focused on everyone else being like, all right, well, I, you know, this looks weird if I don't do this. Like, if I'm out here at this event, I'm the only one not having a drink. I like my rude if I don't, you know, right. take a drink when someone offers it to me or um, just, you know, other examples like that. When you're in a world that's fallen, right? Yeah. You're not always going to be around saved people. And when not everyone <laughs> serves the same Lord and rules kind of clash, one seems really immediate in front of you mm-hmm. and the other one, well, they're eternal. So yeah. you'll see them at some point, like face to face, truly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that part, right? Like, so it's, I feel like we need to like kind of flip our perspective a little bit, right? And have an eternal perspective instead of an immediate one mm-hmm. sometimes. And in the moment, that evaluation is so difficult. And so I really like that you challenge us to kind of do that, to kind of go out and be like, hey, we remember who you serve, right? right. And actually make them your Lord, right? So yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, and that's really what God's calling the nation of Israel here to, right? Mm-hmm. Is to remember who you're serving. Yeah. Keep him front and center. Take these three days. Consecrate yourself. Remember who I am yeah. and get ready for my presence. Beautiful. You know, and I like that because yesterday before we had message, uh, Kelly had asked that we pray that people would have a higher view of God. Just basically that's what you were saying, you know, that because sometimes – you know, we want that cuddly Jesus that just is, you know, our friend. And, and we, uh, that's a great picture to have of mm-hmm. Jesus. He is our friend. He, you know, and it's such a wonderful thing. But he's also Lord. Mm-hmm. And and we need to have that picture. If he's not your Lord, I, I would, I'm going to say he's not your Savior. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. he calls you to that surrender. If you haven't surrendered to him and then you're still serving the devil out there, uh, no, you know this, and I think that's such an important aspect. I love what you said, Ben, just about get ready, mm-hmm. get ready. You have three days to think about this because this is what's going to happen here. And I, I like that. You know, here it is. God has called us to holiness. Be holy, for I am holy. And we like to forget about that. I'm just going to be me and do me because that's what the world says. And you're <laughs> one of your messages. You can no longer go with the flow of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you just we're going against. I like that little thing on Chosen where all the fish are swimming one way yeah. and all of a sudden, whoop, one goes. Mm-hmm. And a bunch are going against the, the flow. And I, I like that because I think this is what is called, God has called us to, that we have to be holy. That is the the word the definition of consecration. A consecration is to set aside, to make something sacred. And so, just because you're a Christian and been washed in the blood of Christ and you're saved, God has a higher calling and a purpose for you. He wants us to be holy. He never said, "Hey, now that you're living under there, you don't need to be holy anymore." Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a key aspect that we are dying to ourselves. We're moving to this place and saying, "You know what?" 
I want you to completely fill me. So the question is, how much do you want of God? Have you really tasted him? Have you really felt his presence in your life? Have you really seen that he saved you from all your sins? Because if you have, you're going to want more of him mm-hmm. and less of ourselves. And I think that's kind of what stands out to me in this passage is God saying, hey, do you really want me? Get ready for me. Yeah. You know, and if, if, if we really want God, let's get ready for him. Amen. You know, and that means you got to do some do some stuff. Good stuff, huh? Um, I know I completely missed a section that we usually go over. What stood out? <laughs> I think we've talked about it. I mean, I, yeah. so it's, it's, yeah, yeah. we're just going to move forward on that one. We do have another passage that will kind of go in with this, and it's from Ephesians chapter 3. Can you share that with us? Yeah, yeah. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, starting with verse 16. This is uh, Paul praying for spiritual growth for uh, the believers at the church of Ephesus says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I love that that verse 17. Um, well, I love all of that. But verse 17, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him, and your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. Reminds me of the psalm of the tree planted by the river, you know, by the waters. Yes. There's the root system digging down deep mm-hmm. in there. And that to be, to have Christ as Lord is to have him fully in your heart. Amen. And for him to be fully in your heart means that he is ever present in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. It takes work to get there. Oh, a lot. And it takes a lot of work to stay there too. Yes. Because there's always things that come up and reach up and say, hey, look at this over here or get this over there. Hey, you don't need to do that anymore. You've been doing that for years. Has it done anything for you? Um, Why don't you just eh, get rid of that and put this on there? You know what what you said earlier, too, about what kind of what you shared about this morning was that how you, you know, it seems like a small trivial thing of, of, you know, deciding whether you're going to spend time with with God in the morning or you're going to just rock out on your way to work, you know, and it seems like a small thing, but it's in those small moments that we cultivate this, that we consecrate ourselves, you know what I mean? It's like, it's easy to hear a message like yesterday and, and think of all these grand things, like how am I supposed to make God Lord of my life? You know, how do I really do that? Well, it's in those small moments. Amen. It's on the drive to work in the morning. In that half an hour, it's that decision, am I going to just rock out mindlessly for a half an hour? Am I going to listen to the Word of God? And, and, you know, I've, I've seen that in my own life. It's those small moments, moment by moment. You know, when I talked about, you know, being needy for God, like your kids are needy and all those little trivial things in their lives, you yes. know, like, can you open up this fruit packet for me? You know, whatever it may be. It's like when we're like that with God, that's when he really, you know, changes us, our hearts, you know, and, and like this passage says here, you know, that he would fill our hearts. You know, it's, it's, it's when it's all about God, you know, like in that Shema, you know, it's like, Everything. I mean, they're just like you writing it on their doorposts. I mean, it's all about God. And when you do that, and even the little things, man, you, God will be Lord of your life. 
Right. I, I think it's such a that is such a wonderful statement because when you think about those small decisions and it could be, hey, you said yesterday four and a half hours on Facebook or you could spend some time in the word, <laughs> steal some of that time away yeah. from Facebook and give it to God. It doesn't mean you can't watch face, uh, watch yeah. a movie or yeah. be on Facebook or rock out when, you know, it's yeah. just it. What is, and I think this is one of the things we need to look at in, in this situation is what is Holy Spirit calling you to do right now? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's speaking to each one of us. Mm-hmm. If we're Christians, then he is directing us and he's calling us to some aspect, something to, to pull towards. Amen. Yeah. Ethan, what about you? What do you think about that? Yeah, so, like, the idea that you're, you're kind of talking about, like, you know, are you serving the Lord and are you serving the devil, right? And this kind of, like, connects back to that, right? Because a lot of times, like, I think one of the most dangerous things is the ones who are saved, right, and they're, they're serving the Lord, mm. but they're still pretty new to the idea of making Christ Lord, right? And so they're still kind of serving the devil, but because the devil is a deceiver, right? He's like, yeah. he's like no, this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yep. It's fine. Everything's. It's like makes me think of the meme. Like everything's fine. Everything's Everything's on fire. But it's like, yeah. Okay. How the that that passage when it talks about like you know how the roots grow and everything like that. But like it makes me think of the imagery that I get is things have to start somewhere, right? And at first, maybe like when you're just learning to like how to accept you know Christ as Lord, the Roots might be kind of shallow, right? When you're you're new, right? right? Maybe you're not given enough water. It's just all brand new, and you spend a lot more time debating, like, is this what you, I'm supposed to do, or like, am I not right? You don't have any real knowledge in the Word yet. But the more you grow, the more you spend time in that consecration, the shorter that window is of trying to debate with yourself. Until eventually, oh, yeah. it's like then the Spirit's really there as helper, as advocate, and it's all of a sudden like, bam. No, I know that's not what I'm supposed to be doing right, right now. Good. And then yeah. the fear increases in the Lord, and you're just you're like, no, I don't. I serve the one who is complete master and knows what's best for me. I don't need to worry about serving anyone else, mm. um, including yourself, right? And yeah. that's the um, because it's one thing I think to put like, no, I'm Lord over myself. I know what's best for myself, and then serving yourself, right? Because one is you're like a slave to your own needs and to your own wants. That is the bigger thing. And sometimes you feel helpless against that. And now when you have Christ as Lord, right, and those roots are really deep, then you serve, you're, you're, you're safe. You're in the hands of someone who knows what's better for you than yourself, finally. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Good, Good stuff. I, I like the point that you made about you don't know the Bible, especially when you're new. And I think that Kelly said it yesterday. You have to get into your word. You need to find out what God says Mm -hmm. in his word. I'm holding up a phone. I don't know why (laughs) nobody could see that. But we need to get into God's word and find out what he says about life. The Bible says in 2 Peter that every he's given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And that's an exciting thought. You don't have the answers. God does. Yeah. And all we need to do is figure out, find out what he says about any circumstance in life. He will lead us and guide us. And once again, back to that prayer that uh, Ben had us pray. That R.T. Kindle came in and says, "Hey, Holy Spirit, show me what you you know what displeases you, and then help me not to do it." Yeah. You know, and he says, "Just don't do it." I mean, it's like I tell my daughter that all the time. I'm like, 
Please don't focus on your feelings about what I'm telling you to do. Just obey me. Because she's like, I can't do it, Daddy. And I'm like, you can. Put your finger right there. Just told you to hold that note down. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, because <laughs> she's so confused about, I can't, because she doesn't, she doesn't feel like obeying me. Yeah. She doesn't feel, she feels negative about what I'm telling her. I'm like, don't focus on that feeling. Just, you can lift up your finger and put it on that little note right there. Yes, you can. And then if you just do that, don't focus on how you're feeling about it. You'll get it done and you'll be obedient and then you'll get rewarded. You know, so it's kind of like the whole thing right there is that that's that's the blessing of being with God just says, hey, don't worry about how you feel about it. Just obey. Mm -hmm. Closing thoughts. Let's go do takeaways. Uh, takeaways. We'll start um, with Ben and we'll end with Kelly. We'll work our way around. Yeah, just the the concept of, you know, John, John 15 just continues to ring mm. in my head. You know, it's uh, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, if you abide in me, mm -hmm. then you will bear much fruit. Amen. Uh, and, and that's really what we're talking about here. You know, Jesus in our heart, the Shema that, you know, you read yesterday, and just this concept of Jesus as Lord, it's about remaining in him, mm -hmm. trying to, um, live that lifestyle of consecration, of being ready, because we're hosting His presence, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's really that that connection with Christ and remaining and abiding in Him. Uh, Jesus as Lord—that's what it's all about. Amen. Good stuff, Ethan. What about yourself? Yeah, I I really want to make Paul's prayer like my own kind of personal prayer right now, like that. This strength of the spirit like can strengthen me right and my inner strength mm -hmm. that internal you know turmoil that you feel and ev when you come to pretty much any decision where you're facing right and wrong you know good and evil i you know i hope that the spirit can help me decipher what is the best one because sometimes things are black and white right some things there's a whole lot of gray yeah. and um, you just don't know the word teaches you, right? But in the moments where I'm not sure on what the word tells me to do, right? Or um, where I know I need to further my own consecration, right? Like the, you know, actually get into it and remember who God is and learn who God is. Um, I hope the spirit can take over in those moments where I still have learning to do and um, help me make the right choice when I don't know the right choice. Amen. Amen. And isn't that what part of the Spirit's quote-unquote like job description is, is to bring to our remembrance yes. His Word. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff. Um, for me, you know, I, I talked about feelings and not depending on our feelings, but I want to say that feelings are a wonderful motivator as well. They could be a hindrance sometimes, but if you, and I want to say this, fall in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm over and over and over and over again there's old song right there it, it, i encourage that you know because i found that what motivates me is not just some standard to a rule even though i still want to be obedient when i'm not feeling it but sometimes when i'm feeling it wow amen you know and i want to do the things that generate a heartfelt compassion and a bond between me and jesus because that emotional bond is something powerful i don't say that we should serve our emotions we can't because they're not always going to be there but 
what causes you to fall in love with Jesus because that will motivate you to completely surrender and make him Lord of your life. It is a powerful motivator. So I don't know what it is for you, but you know, I know the things of me, a sacrifice and giving over, just like you said this morning, where you were obedient to listen to the Holy Spirit in your car. I know that that's a moment of sacrifice, but that bound your heart a little bit to him and made you fall deeper in love with him because you were obedient. And I think that's such a key aspect learn how to fall in love with Jesus like you learned how to fell, fall in love with your wife, like you learned how to fall in love with that car, that video game, whatever it was, you know, and fall in love with Jesus and make him first. Kevin? Yeah. <clears throat> the word, that's always the answer. The word of God. Amen. No, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm just thinking about how, you know, I, I, I mentioned in there in the message yesterday that it's not possible. What I'm asking, you know, the church to do individually to do is, is to live your life as Jesus, Jesus, truly your Lord, you know? And, uh, I, I just think about how, like going back to that every morning, you know, we, and just thinking about what you shared again about every morning, we have a decision to make, you know, is Jesus going to, am I going to submit to, to the Lordship of Christ in my life this morning? Hmm. And, and I'm just, if I, if I just make that decision every morning, that's if I just made that one decision, man, it, that will change the, the scope of your day. And little by little, you will like, you know, wherever you're at in your walk with God, you will he will become more and more Lord over every area of your life, over your self-denial, over your time, over your, you know, your fear of of man, you know, and, and all these things. God will become Lord more and more over all those things when you make that decision every morning to let him rule, you know, to let him I mean, it's his throne anyway, right? It's, That's right. <laughs> you know, there's no room in there for me. Amen. I squeeze in there, but it's not like this sofa We'd here. We'd like to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Amen. Well, good stuff. Well, we want to uh, thank you for joining us today and ask that you'd hit that like or subscribe button just to get this out to even more people. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to write those down below and we will answer those to the best of our ability. If you would like to contact somebody here at uh, church, we can be reached at FCCGrayson.com or you can look us up online and give us a call. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you don't have a home church, please feel free to reach out and come on in. We would love to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ together. With that said, could we close out in a word of prayer? Ben, would you close out? Absolutely. God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the word uh, that you spoke through Kelly yesterday to challenge our hearts uh, to uh, surrender ourselves all the more to you each and every day. God, I uh, am thankful for this conversation as we talked a little bit deeper about uh, setting ourselves apart for you and, and those moment-by-moment -moment choices uh, that we make that help us to do so to allow uh, you to work through us in us even more than what you are. God, I pray for everyone listening to this that you would convict their hearts, challenge them, that we could all live with you in greater focus in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.